everyone, it's Chloe, and I'm so excited to share something fabulous with you, Vogue's first ever global fashion community, Vogue Club. Our members get to mingle with Vogue editors, yes, including me, and fellow fashion enthusiasts at exclusive events around the world. And that's just the start. Membership opens doors to the fashion industry, bringing you expert career advice and insider style and beauty tips. What are you waiting for? Head over to Vogue.com membership to join. And here's a little treat. Use code TRT20 and snag 20% off your membership. That's TRT20 for 20% off your ticket to Vogue Club. Are you in? This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. This podcast is supported by Macy's. Mother's Day is May 12th, and Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Shop by price, 25 and under to 100 and under. Category, like fragrances and handbags. Or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything or for grandma. Macy's has all the hottest gift ideas, like Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, Samsung smart TVs, and more. Go to macy's.com slash gift finder to shop. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder today. This is The Run Through. I'm Cho Minardi. And I'm Chloe Mal. And we have a big news day. Choma, congratulations on your new role as British Vogue's <laughs> head of editorial content. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> we are very excited around here. It has been just a flurry of lovely. So messages. it was announced. Um, Anna eight, sort of gave an announcement over with you yeah, over Zoom to the AM, British Vogue. ATM. So I was on the big screen. Okay. I think my face was probably like four <laughs> times as size of my actual face on Zoom. And we're going to talk all about it in a bit. But first, an important dispatch from London Fashion Week. We talked to Laura Ingham, British Vogue's deputy director of the Global Fashion Network. Just after I'd spoken to the staff on Zoom, and she had just been rushing in from the Burberry show. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey, how are you? Hey. Hi. Congratulations, Choma. <laughs> Yay. Thank you. Yay. Thank you. It's been quite the morning. I, I can't imagine what I look like on that big screen because my <laughs> the problem is the camera on my laptop at home is so grainy. I think I must have looked insane. Well, that's okay. I wish I took a. I wish I took a picture because we were in. I mean, I guess you could see. I don't know what you could see, right? Because we were in the boardroom and we were all like lined up. And then it was you on the, you know, <laughs> big stream choma. <laughs> it was like the twice the size of my normal regular head. <laughs> More than that, it was like the big, you know, like the like the uh, thing, and like and then like Anna and Edward and Roger and like the thing. It was probably better that you couldn't see that actually. <laughs> It was really great. What have been some of your favorite shows so far? Did you just come from Burberry or is that? Yes, I thought I was going to miss the podcast because (laughs) I was like, I'm going to miss the recording because we were up in Highbury Fields in Islington and um, the traffic was terrible. I think they closed down an entire park 
Um, you never really know what to expect when you arrive at Daniel's shows, do you? Mm. Um, have you seen any of the looks yet? They've just no, started, I, I just saw them drop. On, yeah, we just um, I just I just saw them on the app. I'm gonna actually pull up the app. Laura, for people who don't know, will you just explain who Daniel is? Why you never know what you're gonna expect when you see a show of his? Yeah, sure. So Daniel, um, I think we became we we sort of found out the most from him from his days at Bottega. Um, this is Daniel Lee it, is his is his last name. Yes, yeah. exactly, Daniel Lee. Um, and he was really someone sort of who kept a quite a low profile within the industry and who created the most covetable collections. You know, he worked with Phoebe um, uh, at Celine, of course, old, hashtag old Celine, which we all, um, you know, forever trawling the archives and <laughs> hardly ever wanted to buy into. Um, and he created this incredible um, moment at Bottega and we were really excited to see him start at Burberry because at Bottega he really kind of pushed us out of our comfort zone. We started buying into sort of a new bag shape and a new kind of ugly shoe that we never thought we were going to really fall in love with and then we sort of found ourselves craving. Uh, He had some really, what I really love about his new Burberry and what he's doing with it is his kind of interpretation of what it really is, that kind of real Britishness of Burberry. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was sort of, in um, his previous collections, there was sort of a really fantastic duck print. Um, and today there was strawberry print um, overalls, which had a kind of utility feel to them. Um, I never thought, I'm like not so much of a print person, but I think I could go for a strawberry print. Oh, um, I like the sound of that. And, yeah. I'm looking, really at, I'm looking at it right now. He had like shredded skirts, which mm. he put, he paired with like kind of um, uh, leather bombers, which looked really great. A new take on the trench. There was this really amazing styling technique where they they were kind of draping the trench off the back of your shoulder on, on it looked like chains. So it was kind oh, yeah. of like really loose. That kind of real teenage way of wet, which my teenage girls like, uh, <laughs> love to like never leave, never leave the house with a coat on. Yeah, he really was kind of doing that with this kind of amazing technique with the silver chains, which looked really strong. And he took over from Ricardo Tisci in 2022, a, a little like 18 months ago, maybe. Yeah, exactly. OK, exactly. Yeah, London feels super busy this season, but in a good way. You know, I feel like it's um it's great to have everybody here. You could really feel everyone come in at that Burberry show. You know, yeah. the entire industry is here to see that. What other shows have been exciting so far this weekend or this week? I mean, I really love Michael Stewart Standing Ground. So he shows as part of Fashion East. Um, so Fashion East is uh, it's like a collective of young designers that are really championed by Lulu Kennedy. Um, who's the who kind of heads up Fashion East and has done the most incredible work of incubating young talent? Okay. Um, so many people from Fashion East are kind of huge creative directors now, and she um, really nurtures the designers that she has with her. So Maximilian, for instance, who's now the creative director of Ferragamo, we first saw through Fashion East. He showed with Fact, her. Maximilian Davis. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm being very first name. Aren't I? <laughs> no, yeah. no, it's yeah. okay. <laughs> I, I, I get like that, and Chloe's always I'm, like, I'm just and the, the bad. Please give the last name. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> I think with Phoebe, we can get away with it. No, Phoebe, right? you can get away with it. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, I'm glad we get Chloe's terms. permission. <laughs> Phoebe's like Madonna. <laughs> I know. Phoebe's, Phoebe's like, like Cher. I know, isn't she? <laughs> Love. 
<laughs> I know. So, um, but um, Michael Stewart is just doing the most incredible job with standing ground. He it was the second part of Fashion East. There's three designers who showed um, who are all really strong actually. Um, but I just love personally love his aesthetic. He's like very long, maximal, um, but works with jersey in a really couture way. It's very technical. Um, and this season, he kind of took it to this these gorgeous kind of watery color palette which looked exquisite I'm sure we'll see it hopefully the strike will be over soon and we'll see some see it on the red carpet um, yeah I know uh, gosh I know but um yeah that was really great Marco um Capaldi at 16 Arlington also showed um took a real gear shift this season mm. he had this kind of loose take on day wear which you could also wear for evening giant paillette sparkly uh, crystal skirts with kind of like a sweater, which is always a dream, or a or a or a oversized white shirt, or a t-shirt in my case, but um, <laughs> always a t-shirt, the uniform. Laura, I see you're wearing a great t-shirt now. What is your go-to t-shirt brand? It is Uniqlo menswear. Oh, <laughs> really? Yes. Hot tip. We love that. <laughs> I love that. Uh, we spend a lot of time talking about the best white t-shirt, right? Home, <laughs> yes, especially. we do. Yeah, we do, don't we? <gasps> I did not. I, I didn't know. know. That's a good. Well, I, I need to. I need to delve into that. Yeah. Channel. Get into the menswear section. It's so great. Um, always buy. I always buy a size up. Um, and yeah, it's just. I think it's like my easiest work uniform. Every morning, I'm like, okay, white t-shirt. Let's go. <laughs> wow. I love that. Okay. Okay. Speaking of t-shirts and hoodies, was JW Anderson actually Play-Doh? Yeah, we, we have. Plasticine. I keep. Plasticine. I've never this before. That it's called plasticine. plasticine. But I don't, that like Laura, I don't understand. In a toy store, it says plasticine on a toy box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, yeah, plasticine. It's different to play doh. How is it's, it different? Um, it's got a different texture. I can't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, like play doh, you can make it right. Like you had those yeah. days yeah. where it's pouring with rain, and yeah, um, yeah, yeah. In the old days, you'd make play doh. I used to make it for my kids when they were little as well. But plasticine, you can't. It's like it's and it holds its shape for. Um, much longer and it's kind of shinier okay. as well um, and, it, and it's slightly more solid in its structure but we didn't realize when we we're watching his show which was also complete standout um, on Saturday morning that they were pla- that the hoodies were made out of plasticine when they walked past obviously he sort of always pl- he's been playing with this kind of surreal take on fashion um, for some time we didn't until we saw the show notes. And I think actually it was Anna who mentioned to me after the show, uh, she was like, I think the the, the hoodies were all plasticine, Laura. You have to take a look at them up close. They were amazing backstage. Wow. And you must have had a great time with the studio, like really playing with proportions on that show. It was really incredible and amazing color combinations that we were really talking about when we walked out. Plus the crystal skirts, which for sure... I know, already on some boards upstairs for some shoots that we're prepping. Wow. <laughs> wow. That was fast. I know. A crystal skirt with a hoodie. I'm so into that. Though, <laughs> no, like, that talking about, great. I love it. We were looking online and we also love the um the quilted coats at Erdem. Erdem looked quite quite fun. Oh, it was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. I mean, he was looking at um uh Chatsworth, Chatsworth House, wasn't he? And the kind of um I had incredible access, I think, um, to some of the pieces there. And um, it felt like you sort of had like a, a beautiful, almost like an eider down, right, the idea of um, right. taking something, making do and making it exquisite at the same time. 
Um, and he had these incredible shoes that when they came past you, I don't know if you saw those, they um, had these kind of half bows that kind of flew out from the side, which were really incredible. I think they'll be part of our still life accessories features. Laura, for our American listeners who don't know the storied history of Chatsworth House, can you just give us a little reminder of what what he was looking at? But yeah, Chatsworth is really, um, it's somewhere where so many designers use it to reference like the most incredible Mitfords who were there and based there, who were so inspirational and sort of fashion icons. And I think that Erdem for the first time had access to some of those original pieces, which is really wow. incredible. It looked so beautiful. It did. It looked so pretty. Yeah, Debo yeah. Mitford was the one who married into the family who owned Chatsworth House, and she sort of took it upon herself to bring this storied estate back to life. And she was quite a character. And I, in Sarah Moore's review, I read that the floppy bows on the shoes were a, sort of a coy reference to her love of rare breed chickens, oh which I God, love that love. idea. <laughs> oh, I, I love that too. That's really funny. <laughs> Chicken feet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of feet, people were talking a lot about the Crocs at Simone Rocha. Yeah. Oh, so Chum was oh. into this. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, so I good. love Simone's clothes. <laughs> Me too. The collection this season almost felt like she'd just sort of taken all of that beautiful Simone-ness that we know and love about her, her gorgeous dresses and mm. those that soft colour palette that we love her to work with. And she'd sort of, it felt like she'd just thrown a bouquet of soft pink roses at it and the crocs I was spending I spent some time trying to like <laughs> autofocus my phone on them as they came past her daughter actually um with her mum came to chat to us before the show started and she was wearing a pair and I was like oh I love your crocs they're amazing and she was like just wait they're in the show a little preview <laughs> sounds like London was off to a really good I know Star. this is ex- all all good things yeah yeah amazing fabulous well, thank you so much, Laura. And thank you, Laura. Good luck. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> bye. Take care. Bye. bye, bye, bye. The run-through will be back in just a moment. I'm Bobby Finger. And I'm Lindsay Weber. Do you ever see a new face or name on your news feeds and say, who the heck is that? Our podcast, Who Weekly, is everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. Think of us as your cheat code to People Magazine, your glossary for Hollywood, a shortcut to understanding pop culture at large. For the past eight years, Who Weekly has been telling listeners everything they need to know about the celebrities they don't. The New Yorker says we spelunk deep into the demimonde with convivial delight. That's a direct quote. Mostly, we're going to explain to you Irish star Barry Keoghan's sudden rise to fame and relationship with a not-so-under-the-radar pop princess named Sabrina. The fake wedding Real Housewives star Cynthia Bailey had to promote a limo rental company. And why all the Gen Zers you know are talking about a guy named Benson Boone. Each episode goes deep into the biggest celebrity stories of the moment. And if you're still confused, we even have a weekly call-in episode where we answer the most burning celebrity queries. Who Weekly airs twice weekly with brand new episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays. Listen and follow Who Weekly, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? Maybe a chef-grade range made you want to hone your cooking skills, or a high-tech tennis racket made you want to work on your backhand. I recently bought a new pair of running shoes, and that made me love hitting the pavement again. 
Well, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Choma. Ah. Woof. <laughs> Big Monday morning. Big Monday morning. Big Monday morning for Choma, yeah. the new head of editorial content for British Vogue, taking over for Edward Enenfall. Thank you. Just It just feels surreal. I mean, it was funny. I think I woke up to, I mean, I guess the news broke when I was already awake. Yeah. But the funniest thing so far has been, there's a there's a headline that I want to share with you that I think that you would appreciate. Oh, I can't wait. The Devil Wears Sambas. Ah! <laughs> Love! That one was in the Times. I was like that. I literally... The Times howling. of London? Yes. Incredible. <laughs> we love And I do, in it. fact, wear sambas. But... That is very need funny. Need to get new sambas. <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah. The Devil Wears Sambas, but I also sambas. saw a headline that I love that was, Will This Devil Wear Vintage? Oh, I didn't see that one. I think it was in uh, the Guardian article and... Oh, uh, uh, yes, yes, yeah. Do you wear vintage? I do. I mean, I know the answer to this. You know the answer to this. I mean, you know I'm actually wearing <laughs> I'm wearing something I bought on the real, real right now, a junior top. And yeah, This is very funny. What is this top? It's like a, a tattoo sleeve. Yeah, it's like a tattoo sleeve. It's uh, Is it Comme de Garçon? I think it's Comme de Garçon or Junior. Or but, yeah, it's Comme. Oh, it's Comme. Um, yeah, and yeah, yeah, All I definitely right. wear vintage. What are your vintage haunts in London? What are you excited to get back to? Um, I love, I love Relic. It's um, kind of an old favorite in West London. And there's another place called um, Found and Vision, which is up the street. And generally, what I still like to go to to Portobello on a Friday. In fact, um, Maya Singer, who contributing Vogue writer, who we've had on on the show, we often when we're both in London at the same time, we always do Fridays Portobello Road. Then we go and get um, a Portuguese pastry and coffee afterwards oh, on Goldbourne Road because it's just such a nice neighbourhood. I'm excited to get back. It'll be it'll be really fun. It'll be kind of discovering London anew. Well, because you haven't lived there in what twenty years? Twenty years. Do you have a first fashion memory? I do, I do, I do. I remember going shoe shopping with my dad, and I've written about this. Mm. And I just was obsessed with shiny patent leather shoes. Still am. And I made him. in America we say patent. But yes. 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 And then I remember my mom wasn't into them. She wanted me to, like, have clocks, like something really very sensible. Practical. Practical. Swiss-German mom, you know. <laughs> you, you know, we grew up in Birkenstocks. But I wanted these little – I just wanted the little Mary Janes, and I wanted to wear frilly socks. Okay. And my dad was kind of more – Very on trend right now. I know. I mean, light years ahead. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, you're going to return to London, and it's going to be exactly the, the same, same outfit. <laughs> I know some things never change, but I've always, I've always felt like I was always. Listen, I love New York fashion, but I think the going to London Fashion Week always. I felt like that was where I would always see designers who I really identified with, or there were references that I understood, um, and just the sort of 
eccentricness of the UK and the kind of personality that you see? I mean, maybe it's because it's so grey. I've heard so many theories about why Londoners dress with this sense of colour and mm. personality and sense of humour. Yeah. I think the British sense of humour is something. It's kind of a, a little bit dark, but always kind of there and, you know, so wry and, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm... I don't know what's going to be the biggest adjustment. I will let you know. I will. I will. I will. I will let you know. Choma, I think the big question everyone has is: Will you still be doing the podcast? You know, I love doing the podcast, and I'm going to do it as much as I can. And I think it's great to have some of your our British colleagues on the show, and it's been nice to have Laura. Yes. What are you most excited about? Well, you know, I feel I feel so honoured because I feel like Edward really has has in the last six years completely transformed British Vogue and laid this amazing groundwork. So uh, it's funny because in, I had to, you know, give a give a speech to the staff today and I mentioned that going through my old things, my mum found some um, entries, some entries that I wrote for the Vogue talent competition when I was 17 or 18. Aww. Yeah, you know, I was always this big fashion nerd and... One of them was a story about learning to love my natural hair. And I was thinking, wow, back then, there wouldn't have been space for a story like that in British in British Vogue. I didn't see I didn't see women who look like me in the pages of the magazine. And now I feel so lucky to be coming on when that's just such a natural part of the conversation. And I think, you know, that's to Edward's credit, you yeah. know. His British Vogue reflected what it means to be British because I think it's so much broader and you know, you can be a member of so many different communities at once, like I do. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, my mom's Swiss German, my dad's Nigerian, I was born in London. I, you know, I feel part of many communities. And, you know, I think identity can be layered and it's much more complex, complex than, than we, we've traditionally thought of it as. And, you know, Britishness, I think, encompasses so much more than what it used to. Yeah. Well, I'm very excited to see what this means. Thanks. The Run Through of Vogue is a production of Condé Nast Entertainment. The show is produced by Susie Lechtenberg, Chelsea Daniel, and Alex John Burns. It's engineered by Jake Loomis and Gabe Kiroga and mixed by Mike Kutchman. See you soon. Bye. Hi guys, I'm Celeste and I'm here with Jade and Emily and we are so excited to announce our new show, After Hours. We're three female founders who became friends through, well, trauma bonding over entrepreneurship. These days, we come together after work to discuss the highs, lows, and hilarious moments we all experience as we build our companies in our 20s as first-time founders. We're dishing advice, spilling secrets we wish we knew so you don't have to make the same mistakes we did, oversharing in the best ways, giving our legal teams anxiety, and peeling back the curtains behind startup life. So close your computers, we know it's hard, and pour yourself a glass of something because After Hours is now in session. 